Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern, Ned Reynolds, back in the studio on a Wednesday morning. So part of the reason I think uh, Harrison Bucker got injured or at least twisted his ankle underneath him was when you watch that video slow down, it looks like his foot slips. That shouldn't really happen on a field like that in Arizona, should it, Ned? Well, (laughs) Andy Reid made the same suggestion yesterday in terms of both Butker and Trent McDuffie. Said the slippery field contributed to it. I think, in all honesty, Mike, it's a little bit more media hype than anything else. Hey, it was slippery for both teams. Anything could have happened. And the way they operate down in Phoenix is pretty interesting because the field, the entire field, is on a train. And what they do is they move it on tracks. The field is moved on tracks outside the stadium so it can get some sunlight and they can resod it and things like that. So there is a chance that it could have been a little bit more slippery than usual, but hey, injuries happen in football. In Butker's case, he may be back tomorrow night. He also might not be. But in McDuffie's case, definitely not. He's been placed on the not injured reserve, but uh, he's out for about four games with a hamstring. So that's, that's, that's going to be a problem. He's a good player. I agree, but the day-to-day thing uh, kind of makes me a little scared. But at least we've got Justin Reed, my guy. <laughs> so, I know you've got uh, chocolate chips to burn, and you probably burned them a little bit already since the start of the uh, college football season. Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, I will ask no more questions about that then, but what are the odds for tomorrow night's Chiefs-Chargers game? Thank you for being sensitive and not asking any questions. <laughs> I knew that's why you were in a mood this morning. It was a bad week. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the Chiefs are four-and-a-half-point favorite over the Chargers on, on the Thursday night. This is the... Thursday night new television package, folks. And in all honesty, I don't know how many people are going to be able to see this. It is on the Amazon streaming network, and that's the only place that it is. Now, to my knowledge, I don't know of any private organizations that have made special deals with Amazon to show the the game in local markets, whatever. That may have happened. But for the nation, it's on Amazon streaming. That's where you're going to see, and that's where, <laughs> that's where you're going to have to pay to see it. So the game will start at, what, 7.15, 7.30. But the real key is that it can be heard here at 104.7 The Cave. 110% right, dude. You can. And it's 112%. uh, 104%, (laughs) my man. All right. uh, So, yeah, listen to it here, and uh, it's going to be crazy. We're also going to be at Coyotes, a.k.a. Arrowhead South. If you can't be in Kansas City tomorrow night for the game, We'll have our Kingdom Custom Teardrop trailer out there. Now, now when, are you, when are you going to your first? Uh, I think it'll be the Bills game, honestly, um, just because that really is the only. Because th- look at the way this. Okay, look, right, look at the way the schedule is. Okay, in the first one, two, three, four, five weeks, they are gone three out of the five, and the two home games. One's a Thursday night, one's a Monday night. So really, the first one that I can actually pull off with my schedule is the Bills game. The Bills game is Sunday afternoon. It's a Sunday afternoon game. It'll probably be the game of the week. I bet you that because um, they can't flex that one. It's too early in the season. Got to be late November before. Yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it'll definitely be the uh, three twenty-five start. But again, like that, like I said, I wanted to. Go, I would love to be in Kansas City. It's just too hard for me schedule-wise to pull off one of those primetime weeknight games. It's just. Coming in that next day after doing that, oh, I, I'm not that young anymore. I it can't do it. It is the penalty you pay for having a great team. And hey, man, I brother, I've done it. I've been, I've done it. I pushed, I pushed it. But at a certain age, you start to ask yourself, 
what's worth it and what's not worth it. Sometimes just watching it from your local favorite bar is just as fun, my man. All right. Um, also, something else happened in Arizona. Basketball team owner got a little bit of a penalty, didn't he? That's a little bit of one. My God, it's Robert Sarver, who owns the Phoenix Suns and, of course, the Phoenix Mercury of the WNBA, since there is a connection between the two of them. Heaven's sakes alive. He has been fined, fined $10 million and suspended for a year. Now, the suspension factor has happened before in the NBA, but never a fine of that nature. $10 bucks. Mr. Sarver can afford it. He's a very wealthy man, but $10 million speaks for itself. Anyway, the NBA fined him and suspended him for a year for a toxic environment in the front office. And apparently Mr. Sarver has made uh, sexual comments to ladies and made some ethnic comments that weren't acceptable and so forth and so on. Sounds a little steep to me, 10 million bucks and a one-year suspension, but I'm not the one who did the investigating. They had a private law firm go in there and do the investigating, they being the NBA. And uh, Mr. Silver, who is the commissioner of the NBA, offered that penalty yesterday, was not met with altogether unanimous exception. By in, uh, their folks in Phoenix are a little bit disturbed at this, but over and above that, it stands. And I'm sure a lot of guys in the NBA are kind of looking over at the NFL going, wait a minute, mm-hmm. Deshaun Watson, look at what he got, and look what this guy got. It's definitely not $10 million. Well, it is what it is. I guess they always say if you only sue people with money, so that's probably what they're trying to do. <laughs> so the Cardinals facing off with Milwaukee right now, just a two-game series, right? Did Albert get another home run? Albert did not. <laughs> and, in fact, the Cardinals did not win. They got out-slugged by the Milwaukee Brewers. And you're right, this is a two-game series here. There's another two-game series later in Milwaukee. But, hey, the Cardinals are so far in front, they don't have to worry. Did lose last night 8-4. That means the margin of lead now in the National League Central Division is seven games. (laughs) That's seven games with only 20 remaining. If this were late June, early July, yeah, there might be cause for concern, but but not now. They're not going to blow this. The Cardinals are, are too far ahead. The one thing that they do have to worry about, I think, a little bit, is Jordan Montgomery, their prize pitcher from the New York Yankees. He got belted around pretty hard last night, but that's going to happen. This is Major League Baseball. Andrew McCutcheon, the three-run homer last night for the Brewers. And get this, Mike, this is, this is I think, just a, <laughs> an anomaly if there ever was one. The Brewers, in winning, used eight pitchers. They had three of their starting pitchers on the sideline because of injuries. So now they're having to go to the bullpen to get the starters. They used eight last night, and they shut down the cards 8-4. Those things happen as part of professional baseball. It is, and uh, luckily the Cardinals have a little bit of a pad going into this series, so hopefully it doesn't affect anything. And what time they play today? They play tonight. Yeah, so okay, well hopefully they can get a win tonight. And uh, even up the series, and then they play one more time. They, two, two more. They yeah, play oh. two more games. But yeah, it's one, one more series. series. Yeah. Um, all right, how about the Royals? <laughs> the Royals fell behind the Minnesota Twins 6-0. Minnesota has been in a nosedive here the last several weeks, playing at home in Minneapolis. Minneapolis, St. Paul. They are the Twins for a reason. Here's the deal. The Royals couldn't get any hits going at all last night. Find themselves trailing 6 to nothing going into the ninth inning, and they have zero hits. No hits. There being no hit by a combination of pitchers, Joe Ryan being one of them. And in the ninth inning, Kansas City has nothing. Well, here comes the young phenom Bobby Witt up, and he belts a double. 
drives in a run from a player who had walked, and then the Royals got with it, got another hit, drove in three runs, but that was nowhere near enough. And Minnesota gets the win 6-3. to three. Kansas City's better than this, folks. But again, it's professional baseball, and anything can happen. But almost no hit in the game, lose 6-3. to three. Springfield Cardinals, they're playing down in Tulsa, and they're closing the season in Tulsa. And uh, whatever fleeting hopes the Springbirds had of getting into the playoffs are gone now because Springfield lost last night 9-7, Wichita won, so the margin is now insurmountable. But, hey, final week of the season, and Springbirds have played pretty well this year. They absolutely have, and it's been great to have them in town. And Getting back to normalcy after a couple of crazy, insane years. All right, speaking of insane, the fact that Albert's almost closing in on 700. He's got, what, three more now? Um, But what about the judge? Well, uh, you're right about uh, Albert. He did play last night. He was a designated hitter, went one for four, but the one hit was an RBI single. Did not get any home runs, so he is still three three behind the 700 mark. I don't want folks to be uh, misled here. He is already, Albert is already the fourth all-time leading home run hitter in baseball history. When he passed A-Rod the other day, that pushed Albert into that position. So... What he is shooting for now is the number, and the number is really a coveted mark in baseball. 700 home runs. There have only been three players who've done it. Albert would love to be the fourth. He is three away from doing that and has 20 games remaining. The judge, oh oh my, hit two home runs last night at Fenway Park. This is Aaron Judge of the New York Yankees, who is closing in, folks, a lot of people don't realize this. He's closing in on the American League record for home runs in one season. Wait a minute. What about uh, Barry Bonds? And what about Henry Aaron? Hey, uh, these guys, hey, come on. They they all hit over uh, 60 home runs in a year. They did, folks, but they were in the National League. Mm-hmm. This is the American League record, which is 61. Roger Maris still has it. Aaron Judge now has 57, 57. And the way this by judge is huge. He's six foot seven and about two hundred fifty pounds. This guy can he's got a lot of power. Makes folks. that thing look like a toothpick out there. Boy, he does. He is. A, <laughs> I thought I thought that Jordan Walker of the Springfield Cardinals is big. Judge is bigger than he is. Yeah, he is big dude. This guy when he unloads and he can unload that ball flies. Fifty seven home runs now. I think he breaks the record. He has about twenty or twenty one games to do it. Man. Incredible, but it's always an exciting finish to the uh, Major League Baseball season, Ned. we got more to talk about tomorrow. I'll see you then, my man.